Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast, a podcast that is from the back tees where we're coming to you live for once. I'm Jerry Lou. I'm playing golf live on Band of Dunes right now. Sorry for the audio. But joining me as always is the founder, our intrepid hero and leader, Zachary Penser. Zach, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm all right. Don't nobody worry about me. And who else is on the blower today with us? Uh, we got our tiger expert, Nolan, here. Nolan, chime in. Howdy. Howdy, howdy. How are we all doing? Nolan, good to see you. Good to hear from you. It's been a, been a tick. How's the, the golf a season been treating you? Uh, great. This is my favorite time of the year right here where summer starts turning into fall. Still got some good long hours to hit the links after work, but I love that, that crisp fall morning too, so... It's a great time to be here in the Pacific Northwest. Like it That's awesome, like brother. In, uh, sounds like the horses are walking down with your walking. It's sort of nice. I'm really sorry, guys. <laughs> like I said, I hopefully maybe I can just duck out of this podcast quick. But uh, I got to admit, this has got to be the, the very first podcast ever recorded live from a golf course, alone Band in Dunes, Oregon, folks. I just piped my drive down the right-hand side of number seven fairway. And when I get here with some yardage, I'm going to tell you what I got in front of me. I'm going to ask you guys your advice. So in the meantime, you guys are filibuster. Oh, it's nice. The audio is not bad, though. How's everything going with you, though, Nolan? It's been a while. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been great, you know. Um, not much to report, you know. Just uh, I did. Uh, I've shot some of the best rounds of my life this summer, so that was pretty awesome. I... Uh, um, Nearly missed out shooting my best round at Langdon Farms um, with a solid double bogey on 18. Just a just an mm. entire choke job. But uh, you know, oh, Langdon Farms. I love me some Langdon Farms. That's a great track. Jerry, I like how oh, you yeah. figured out the mute halfway through your walk. Yes, thanks. Sorry. That was nice. The audience got that. Oh, see now they know. He's figured it out. That is uh, some course, though. If only we could be out there. Elmridge Country Club is no match. <laughs> yeah, we no, all. Sorry, we all sorry guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I tell you what, like, the thing about I can get Nolan out here very easily because uh, we just play, like, you know, play it by ear, the weather out here. You can come on down, play 18 holes. You guys are most certainly my guests. Anytime you want to come play out here, we'll have enjoy a nice afternoon, afternoon round like you guys are seeing right now. Only you two are seeing this. Love it. Nolan's so close. The dream. You got to go. Yeah. I'll be down there shortly. Don't worry. Shane! <laughs> Love it. Oh, we it. oh yeah. I was, I was spotting a golf ball. for. Uh, we're playing with two maintenance guys. One of them is the uh, green cutter for Ben Dunes. The other works on Sheep Ranch. Okay, so Ooh, All right, so fellas, I got a big crosswind here, very uphill and 115 out. Um, should I mash a wedge okay. or should I lay back on a nine iron? Mash a wedge. Okay. <laughs> Easy call. Mash that right. wedge. Mashing wedge. I'm going to mute you guys. I'll see you in a second. Okay, give us the good <laughs> news. So Nolan, what's the, what's the good word on Tiger? What are we thinking for next year? Oh, man. I, I can't wait for next year to come around. You know, he's he's got a couple couple little Finland tournaments this whatever you want to call it, wraparound season. I mean, technically the 2020 
PGA Tour season starting already. Um, yeah, he's got some some fun stuff on the agenda, going over to Japan and, um, you know, hitting it around there, saying hi to the fans, doing what Tiger does. Um, and then eventually his Hero World Challenge in Albany, Bahamas. Um, so just, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, dusting off some of the rust, getting healthy. That's that's the main, you know, keep Tiger out of the headlines during the off season is kind of uh, the goal that I'm looking for this se- this off season. Or, there, sorry, again, technically there probably is no PGA Tour off season, but um, yeah, it'll be uh, right. <laughs> it'll be uh, it'll be good to see him back. Um, uh, I'm not sure if they're doing some sort of the match again. Um, I remember there being talks of like a foursome being formed or something for um, a similar shindig that went down with him and Phil. Um, but yeah, Phil's not—he's not staying out of the limelight at all. He's—he's he's, uh, right back in it. I love following Phil on Twitter, dude. What yeah, about you? It was the best. He gave us a good response. Came at me on Twitter. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, if I said, how many tournaments do you think Tiger plays this year? Over, under, eight and a half. Ooh. Over, under, eight and a half. Under. Under, what under. Under. There's oh, wow. The under. So he, what are he playing? Is that, are you counting the Japan tournament and his Hero World Challenge? Yeah. So we got Yes. Man, that will be good. Those two, and then throw in the majors. That's six already. Yeah, and then he's so, going to play uh, Arnie's event. Yeah, Arnie's and Jack's is usually a must, and the players. So that'd be that'd be nine for you right there. So I'm going to take that over. Ooh, Jerry wants the action. <laughs> oh, sorry. Come back to you live at the course. Uh, the action is I bladed the hell out of my pitching wedge <laughs> up into no man's land. <laughs> And I just yelled at my teammate, Cap, to uh, soldier on as I come up here to the tee box so I can have a few minutes to chat with you guys because my phone's actually dwindling. It's like under 20% right now. So I probably only got a few more minutes to hang out with you guys. The dying phone. That's fair. That's fair. So, Jerry, before you leave, since we're going to talk about it later, who are your major picks? So I didn't do very good research in terms of uh, what I was asking you guys privately the other day in terms of what courses they're playing whatever, but... I'd be a fool not to, like, say, sign me up for Kepka for all of them. I wouldn't rule out Tiger for Augusta, obviously. Um, I really I really have a strong feeling about Patrick Cantlay getting his first, uh, honestly, like this season. I mean, he's seventh in the world. He's trending. He's He's got all the pieces. I mean, he's a solid golfer all around. Um, I really, really eh, – unfortunately – I wish I had more solid picks. Uh, you're right, because I'm out here <laughs> dicking off instead of uh, doing my solid research like I should. But um, I hate to say it, if you if we need somebody in our camp to be that guy who picks the same asshole for every single uh, major, and I'm going to be that asshole, I'll take Brooks Kepka for all four. I mean, and we can, and everyone else cannot pick Kepka and pick everyone else, and we can make some heavy props if we want to. Because I screw it, I'll take Kepka for all four, hands down. I got Kepka for the U.S. Open, but. That's about well, it. Then, then, then you're only a quarter of the way where I'm at, brother. <laughs> I got to go all in. <laughs> no, seriously. I am yeah. much, much like how I've been the president of the DJ fan club. I think I've shifted that my membership over to the Brooks Kepka camp, uh, so to speak. So uh, 
I mean, there's absolutely no reason why this guy shouldn't win all the majors. Uh, yeah, I'd yeah. be curious what his uh, his line is on him winning one major next year. Was it like two to one odds? I feel like it could no, be. easily. Wow, like, yeah. that sounds about right. right. Well, listen, guys, I really hate to bow out. Uh, this would have been great, but it's mostly because my phone's dying. It's been a lot of fun, but otherwise it's not working out. So, uh, Zach, Nolan, I trust you guys will helm the ship proper. We won't completely destroy it. All right, guys, I love you guys. I'll uh, I look forward to listening to this later, what you guys talk about. I see you, Jerry. All right, All right Jerry. Can't wait to see you out here. <laughs> yeah, we will do. Hit him, right. hit him high and straight. And that was Jerry Lou for you, the host of the show. is now gone. Live, live and now gone. Live exit from the host. <laughs> so oh, you're telling you? me I have, to, I have to fill in the shoes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's on to you. You have to do the whole singing shtick. He has oh, gosh. <laughs> so who are your major? Oh, yeah. yeah, let's jump right in. Why not? Um, I, too, uh, you know, haven't really given this tons of thought. Um but I would not be a uh, a Tiger fan if I didn't pick him to win at least one next year. Fair. But I'm going to go with the Open for Tiger next year. He's going to win the closing major of the year um, in Sandwich, England. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think most Opens will uh, suit him pretty well. So I don't I don't. I'm not like not confident in picking him to win there. Um, but any, any of these other, you know, typical U S courses, he, he really didn't fare well this year. And whether that's a health problem or uh, his game right now, um, who knows? I mean, he did not play well in the British this year also, but I think that really had to do with it being uh, cold and wet. Um, and that, that kind of leads me to, talking into more about him i really ultimately if it is cold and or wet he's not going to do well and i think that's pretty safe betting pretty safe betting going forward so but i yeah i I think uh they get a decent summer there and cross the pond and we could see tiger getting one step closer to jack so that would be pretty exciting um now for the other three, I uh, <laughs> it's so hard not to pick Brooks for any of these, especially in the light of what uh, what was just announced today. Um, but I uh, I am gonna try to stay away from Brooks and see what <laughs> see how that goes. Maybe this will just be a down year for him. I don't know. I'm trying to be different, basically. So I'm going to go with Rory winning the Masters. I think he'll finally lock up his uh, career Grand Slam. That would be pretty awesome for him and great storyline. And, you know, if he can continue his his uh, good play, you know, it's the first major up. So the closer to his good closing of this 2019. So. Uh, and then what? What else do we got? The PGA is. Before you move to the other ones, I got to ask: mm-hmm. What do you think about Tiger at the Masters? Do you think he'll at least finish high? Yeah, I definitely think he'll do pretty well. Um, like I said, he's got all off season to hopefully get his body right. Um, it, there's definitely something, you know. He had that small uh, knee surgery again, um, so. 
something bothering him. So it's definitely good to have, you know, this offseason for him. I think a uh, top 10 would, you know, not be out of the question at all. So I continue to see him contend in that major for a couple more years to come at least. So, um, yeah, what do you – Let's, what do you think for who you got for the Masters? For the Masters, I'm actually going with Rombo, John Rom. I think oh, I think he finally wins one. He seems to have gotten his mental game a bit more in check, at least. He used <laughs> yeah, to I remember. Percent uh, blow up. Yeah, at the Masters, he did have a, a little blow up on was that it, par five, right? He shanked one or eleven. Eleven, I think. It was, yeah, the first yeah, one. Yeah, we didn't on listen back. to his caddy. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, no, I, I think he wins one. I know it's not necessarily a bomber's course, Augusta, but the closer you get, the easier it is. I'm very for that strategy. Mm-hmm. Sort of the Brooks Kepka strategy, just hit it as far as you could and figure it out from there. Yeah. And then not a bad my, pick. My open championship pick. I got to go with another first-time winner of Xander. San Diego. Yeah. Him, I feel like the the weather won't get to him at all. He'll give himself a chance, and I think uh, he'll finally win one. Yeah, that's definitely not not a bad selection there. I I feel like you could pick any of these guys in the top 20, and no one would be surprised if they won a major next year, you know? All the guys I pick for sure are not winning. All the guys Jerry picked for sure are not winning. (laughs) So we're really running like, out of people. Yeah, we we got to like look back on our picks and see if anyone ever made a right selection. Jerry had zero right. We picked two or three for every tournament and never got one right. You know that, like, oh, there's that one uh, old uh, TV show, What Not to Wear. You know, people can just come to us for who not to pick. So. Exactly. I picked Dylan Fratelli the week before he won. Real <laughs> That's insane right there. <laughs> so what about the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open? So PGA, um, remind me again, that is at... Is it? Wing, no, U.S. Yeah. Open's at Wingfoot. And then uh, PGA is... Had it one second ago. I sent it to Jerry for this exact moment. Okay. Right. Oh, here I, I mean, go on for you. TPC Harding. Right, in uh, San Francisco. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like Brooks out of PGA is, uh, sounds pretty locked in. But, again, I'm trying to <laughs> figure out who's going to win other than Brooks Kepka next year. Um, I, too, love Xander. I, too, love Cantley. I know uh, Jerry – Sounded off on Cantley. Um, PGA championships and a great one for first-time winners to come and win because it's more typically set up like a traditional PGA Tour stop. Um, oh, man. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of great picks. I like I like John Rahm also to possibly get that, but um, I think I'm going to go – uh, Xander for the PGA so to piggyback on you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love, I mean, he's just got solid all-around game and he's been up. Him and, like, Tony Finau, I feel like, have finished, like, top-tenning in 
major tournaments quite frequently. You know, in, I think it was 2017, like top five every major. Yeah, so I mean, one one of those, you know, just another guy who's always there. And the more times you're there, the better chance you are to, you know, finally pull through on one. So, yeah, I like I like PGA for first time winner. Why not go with Xander? And then for PGA, I went with Rory because, I mean, you got to have him win one. We'll get talking about that yeah. when you won the player of the year. But, yeah, he, yeah. Like he has to win one. Someone we're just not talking you gotta, about you, is DJ. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you got to think Rory's going to be hungry for a major win just to kind of silence the people who think he didn't really deserve player of the year based on not winning a major. So that'll be yeah. I would fully expect Rory to get one next year. But yeah, DJ man, what what's going on? With, I mean, he's he hasn't even what, played still, poorly. I think he won twice. Yeah, he's still third in the world, and you know, just just uh, he hasn't really, you know, he factored a little bit into the Masters, but can't really recall him contending much. There's so many good players now. It's it's crazy. Even like Justin Rose, when I went to the Farmers, Justin Rose was number one in the world. He had come top 10, I think, in like 15 straight tournaments, ended up winning the Farmers, and then everyone's like, this is the guy who's dominating, and no one talks about him either. Yeah, just the ebbs and flows, man. So many guys right now, so many good guys that can just take over, become hot, and everyone thinks that they're going to win, you know, they're – they turn to like King Midas where everything they touch turns to gold. But eventually that seems to run out. And the only, the only one who it really hasn't run out on is Brooks Kepka lately. So That's true. I guess See. Rory too. He just had a yeah. crazy year. That's true. That's true. Brooks is my guy I'm taking for the Open though. He won 17-18. He took a little break. He was tired of having the trophy and now gets it right back. <laughs> The Open, the U.S. Open US at Open. Winged Foot, correct? Yeah. Winged, yeah. Great course name. Yeah. So who's there's some there's some demons to be had at Winged Foot, correct? I feel like has Phil and DJ both stumbled at Winged Foot I know. on the U.S. Open. Yeah. Phil probably and, Phil stumbled at most places. Well, Phil, yeah, Phil has how many? Phil has uh, like five. Second, second place finishes yeah in the u.s open with his final major that he needs which would be also pretty incredible if uh he could pull it off there at wingfoot because i i, I want to say he second place at wingfoot once in the u.s open before um i am not gonna go with phil you know that'd be you know a pretty awesome story i just do not see it. his game has been kind of in shambles for a year and a half i mean he won Two years ago, I think he won yeah, once. Two so. years, yeah. He had a good year that year. He was doing well. Yeah. Great stretch of like six months. He had a yeah, second place so. this year. Right. I mean, obviously, still a great golfer. I mean, but hasn't hasn't been able to you know fine tune everything. His hit and bomb strategy has <laughs> probably uh, hurt Not him a little. Hurt. Yeah. Um, but my U.S. Open pick, uh, I'm going to go with the fan favorite, Mr. Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler is going to pull through for me, at least 
I see, you know, I see him, I see Xander, I see Tony Finau, I see so many of these guys who just need to get one. I mean, Xander and Tony are pretty young, but Ricky's like 31 now or 30. Um, First time winner. Still young, but, you know. Uh, yeah, that'd be that. Those would be my four. I'd go Rory, Xander, Ricky, Tiger. Um, guarantee that's not going to happen. <laughs> They'll definitely be, you know, there, there's bound to be someone thrown in there like a Mark Leishman or, you know, someone someone a little outside the box that's still, you know, a great oh, player. So, yeah, exactly. I feel like, what are your thoughts on that, that we have so many, there's so many young guys, I feel like. I feel like it has to be the best time in golf with so many young players. Yeah, I totally agree. The the, the competition in golf has just kind of skyrocketed ever since Tiger, obviously. Um, all the kids growing up watching Tiger are now flooding the PGA Tour. So um, that I guarantee that has something to do with it. Be, yeah, that would be it something to see like a guy like Victor Hovland or or Wolf or you know any of those guys pull mm-hmm. off a major victory next year that just that would just set the PGA Tour on fire I would feel like yeah I could see it wouldn't completely shock me or Rory yeah. could just dominate but... <laughs> yeah which is so funny I used to be such a Rory hater like um, when he what hole was it on the Masters? He famously just like duck hooked it like 50 yards to those houses that no one even like knew there were houses over there at the Masters. Like we found that. Yeah, it's like hole two or something, or I can't remember, but I just remember being, you know, being happy because I was a huge Tiger fan and I was uh, probably afraid of Rory taking over the Tiger mantle or something and Fair. I felt good I felt good that Rory was crumbling in front of my eyes but hate it. the dude's come a, yeah he's come a long way and I totally respect him now he gives the greatest he gives great interviews really good candid you know candid answers that um, people love to hear and he's just you know he's finally you know find a happy spot in his golfing career where Hopefully we'll see it, you know, trickle in to some more victories for him because, yeah, the guy's nothing but good. Yeah, one thing I feel like people don't realize how short of a person he is. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. how he hits it so I, hard. I always – anytime I'm talking to someone who, you know, if I'm just golfing with someone I get paired up with or talking to someone about golf, I always – I'm like, you realize Rory is like five foot eight and a half or like five foot I don't nine think I feel like he's shorter. I saw him at the farmer's. <laughs> when I was taking they, a cab home or an Uber home from the farmer's, we actually went through like the media tent and he was also waiting for his car. And we're not allowed to say anything to him. And I looked to my side. The first time I look, I'm like, oh, like I just looked away. I didn't think it was anyone. And then all of a sudden I look back and I'm like, wait, that's Rory. The guy is like, <laughs> I feel like he's like five, six and they're just lying about his height. And he somehow hits on Rory. Yeah. And- I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think the most athletes, you know, on the, at least in, of course, in high school sports, it's totally different, but everyone lied about their height and weight in high school sports. And then, uh, you know, it probably trickles into some of the 
upper ranks too. But even pros, you know, and you always you always see like actors; they're always listed as you know a different height just because they don't want to be the short. There's so many short actors that you Kevin you know, Durant never making himself shorter. <laughs> yeah, that's too. That's too. He's like, no, I want to fit the small forward mold. I don't want to be I'm like six a eleven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Rory, I, I don't even understand it. It's his, his swing isn't even – it's not like it's like John Daly long, you know. I, I don't understand how he creates so much power. It's incredible. I wonder if it's more training or more natural, like, movements that he – just like a yeah. freak in some ways that his body could move. Yeah. The dude's incredible, but um, – do you agree yeah, with so the player about, of the year? Exactly, yeah. About Rory and player of the year announced that um, he took the trophy, you know, kind of out of Kepka's hands. I feel like a lot of people were leaning towards Kepka, at least in the golf media, and thinking Rory could definitely steal some votes and, you know, make it close. But a lot of people were thinking Kepka, it was Kepka's to lose, so to speak. Um, I was so yeah. I was slightly shocked. I personally, I personally thought. I mean, Rory had the he had all the better statistics than Kepka. He just didn't have the major. He had. I mean, he won the Tour Championship, which in itself is who had the best. You know, who had the best year. So at least that's the PGA Tour's way of measuring it. And uh, he had the best scoring average, um, and. Obviously, won won the most money. Yeah, with a huge bonus, and yeah, I mean, he won the players, which is like the fifth major, right? So that's on everyone's mind too. The players actually has the, it's the toughest field tournament in on the entire schedule. So it's like he beats the best players. Players in it? No, it's it just draws like every top player, whereas like. Sometimes, like the U.S. Open, it it gets watered down because all the amateurs and whatnot. So, um, and the British Open as well. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. What do you think? I I thought it was very deserving. I it, it's kind of splitting hairs for me between Kepka and McIlroy. Yeah, I think I agree. If Rory doesn't win the Tour Championship, obviously I probably don't give it to him. But he put up mm-hmm. a crazy season, like you said. He definitely the players to me is like another major, so you got to give him one there. And uh, the only problem is now Brooks is going to win like every single tournament because <laughs> Brooks is not a good yeah. for everyone else. Yeah, what repercussions are we going to see on the PGA Tour now that Brooks might be angry? <laughs> Rory was probably pissed that he won. He's like, damn. Now Brooks <laughs> is like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> But yeah, yeah see, see Brooks go uh, Hulk mode on us. <laughs> yeah, now we're uh, we're into the new season. We actually have one of our guys. I don't know if you knew that. He's running the Twitter for the next two days, live tweeting the that. Anderson yeah. Farms. Not the Sanderson Farms. What am I saying? Uh, the Greenbrier. 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 Yeah. Yeah, which is great. He's getting us in touch with some caddies. Hopefully, we'll have some good people. We're churning along. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Awesome news. Great, great stuff from from the back tees. I myself got to go to the um, 
the women's tournament here in Portland, the Cambia Classic, oh, yeah. which the uh, recap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was it was really fun. I just went for one day. Um, pretty awesome. That course is awesome, Columbia Edgewater. Um, the girls are they always rave about how awesome that course is and to be honest and they always say the greens are the best that they play all year um it's perfect time to come play in oregon of course in august um so yeah no it was great layout great track um there's a you know good amount of fans for a saturday that's for sure and that's uh, great to see the the ladies draw that those kind of crowds but it was it was pretty awesome to, you know, get close to some of those. I mean, they, every girl out there has just like a flawless swing. And it's like, I don't know what it stems from, but like you get so many unique swings on the PGA tour, but like every single girl out there, I feel like just has a dynamite swing. swing. It's just like, yeah. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. She was out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gave her a little good luck and she like said thanks to me or something uh she was walking off the practice putting green and like walked right by me and i felt like a little high school kid like geeking out dude (laughs) she's like younger than me what am i doing (laughs) did you get good access to the event yeah no it was good i gotta go into the media room and um i i didn't get to stick around that much, but they had, you know, an area where you could do um, post round media. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. And they put on a pretty, pretty awesome event there. I'm, gosh, I'm so I went to the U S open this year and that was just such a mess. And like, um, at Pebble, Pebble beach, like getting in and out of there was terrible, but really? in Portland, it was, Oh, it's so easy, and they had just giant parking lots for everyone to come into, and um, they had a special media lot. So yeah, they catered to us pretty good. So, that was yeah, fun. And uh, once we're talking Portland, we're going on a full tangent here. Trailblazer season. You know I'm a fan <laughs> now. You've yeah. made me decide on a team. They're now my team because Lillard isn't scum like the rest of them. <laughs> What's the prediction? So ESPN has us finishing seventh in the West, which I just found so disrespectful. Seventh, that is right. How are you gonna how are you gonna do that to the team that always overperforms their expectations, the team that made it to the Western Conference Finals this year without their third best player? Like my goodness, could could you get any more disrespectful ESPN? The disrespect um, they show. Yeah, and uh, the West got real interesting this year, obviously, with the offseason. Um, with AD going to the Lakers and Kawhi and Paul George teaming up in Flipperland and OKC going to the dumpster fire, but Houston trying to figure something out, see if two, yeah. two ball-needy guards can work out again. I think um, Portland beats out Houston for sure. That'll be that'll be that'll be probably one of the bigger fights. You know, everyone's picking the Clippers to finish first, which I I don't disagree with. Uh, I think they've got two of the best wings in the game, and one of them's a 
two-time finals MVP. So, yeah, no arguments there. Bobby Leonard is unreal. And they've got two – I mean, they're both great two-way players. So, it's like whatever you throw around that, it's going to be better than what anyone else has right now. Um, I'm not completely sold on the Lakers. I'm not completely sold on Houston, although I think – they, I mean, anywhere, anywhere um, from like two to six, you got. So if you got the Clippers at number one, two to six could be something like Houston. You could get Denver back up there. They got better, I think. Um, Utah got better with Conley and um, a guy from Indiana with the long name that I can't think of right now. But, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bogdanovich, he's a good player. I mean, Bojan Bogdanovic. There's also yes. Bojan, not related. There's two of them. Two, yeah. So, I mean, and then you throw Portland in there, I think, too. You got So, that's four teams that could finish anywhere from two to six, in my opinion. Um, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Come on, Nolan, do some math. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> How many did you name? No. Utah, Denver, Houston, Portland. I'm missing one. Utah, Denver, Portland, Houston, Lakers. Factor in there. Oh yes, like I did mention the Lakers. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not completely sold on them. I feel like they could, you know, they could finish sixth, and then heard it here first. <laughs> those last two spots could be, you know, up for grabs, um, but. Anyone, I, anyone in the playoffs, I think, has got a chance. Um, it'll, it'll benefit the two seed for sure to not have to play the Clippers in the second round. Uh, they'll have to meet them in the Western Conference Finals. So, um, whoever stays healthy, you know, health is always huge in the NBA. You get one injury and you're a completely different team. Um, example being the Portland Trailblazers. But, you know, getting back to them. Not a big deal. I love that. I love the accusations they made. I love, you know, we're still flexible right now, cap-wise, salary and contract-wise, with Hassan Whiteside being a one-year deal guy. We could trade him at the deadline if Nurt comes back healthy right around that same time. Um, and, you know, get a real difference maker that because that's a big, big sum of cap. Um, and then it'll be interesting. What I'm really looking forward to is I think CJ McCollum is going to step up even more. If he continues his play that he was doing during that Denver series, that'll be huge. And then big story is Anthony Simons coming off the bench, being our backup point guard now. Uh, is that how you uh, say his name? Yeah, Anthony Simons. Yeah. Yep. Everyone wants to say Simmons or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Anthony. He's uh, named after Penny Hardaway, Anthony Hardaway, the the guy who uh, he was great. He just got injured. He played for the Magic way back with, when Shaq was there. And so, um, yeah, it'll be a fun year. I think him developing will be huge for us. And there's a lot of talk of his development and how much he can grow so getting Rodney Hood back was obviously huge Kent Bazemore is a great addition um 
we're yeah we're a little more athletical more explosive um but once nurk nurk is back man i i just he was huge so it'll be nice to have him yeah i think the acquisition of Whiteside was a sick mm-hmm. call on their part i don't know why they didn't pay him too much either compared to some no i mean well we're paying him he's he's under contract for one more year so he's uh he's going to be a free agent so yeah, we've got that's the great thing about the contracts we added. They're all one year deals, so we'd have flexibility this coming off season if for some reason this doesn't all work out. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't McCollum Willard, best backcourt in the league. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. But yeah, before before we finish here, we'll go back to one more golf related content. Who do you think is gonna be the player of the year next year? Ooh. Wow, that's a that is a big ass. Um, I'm gonna try to stay away from my trend of pick. Uh, well, I'm gonna try to stay on my trend of not picking Brooks. So we'll see. I, <laughs> I'm looking even more stupid uh, further along this podcast goes. Um, wow, I don't. Do you already have one loaded up that you think? I do. I'll go with it. I'm going with the Masters winner, John Rahm. John Rahm, okay, I love it. I think he puts it together. The guy has so much potential. He has the short game, the long game. He just can't figure out how to between the ears, as they say. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, I, I, that'd be that'd be an awesome thing to see him rise to the top. Kind of, um, I wouldn't mind um, seeing a guy like Justin Thomas um, really breaking through and kind of. I think he. He won the FedEx Cup once already, and that was – I mean, FedEx Cup is sort of silly in that if you win those playoff events, you got a really good shot at the end. Um, and I think that's kind of what he ended up doing. I think – who else did that? Billy Horschel won, like, the FedEx <laughs> Cup one year. And, <laughs> I mean, no offense to Billy Horschel, but I love the guy, and I love – his style he's got great golf style <laughs> but uh i mean if, if the fedex cup is a true reflection of who had the best year then i don't know if it was billy horschel that year or not but. Yeah, probably not <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go justin thomas or no scratch that i'm gonna go oh, it's gonna come back to haunt you i'm changing to justin I'm thomas gonna go, i'm gonna go uh Tony Finau, you see his – I follow him on Instagram. Okay. The Does dude, he actually run he was, his uh, What's that? Does he actually run his own Instagram? He does. That's what I, I remember we talked about uh, on an earlier Jerry podcast Aiken about – not running his Twitter. Yeah. He's like, what, Nike's like running Tony's own Twitter account? Like, why does Tony ha- – Tony doesn't have enough clout to have like Nike running his own Twitter stuff. So which I agree. He doesn't have that kind of tiger clout, but Tony, he runs his own Instagram and it's entertaining, man. And he, he's got like this son and he's always out golfing with his son. So it's cute. Um, but he was out like practicing with his coach and it was like, he posted a bunch of Instagram stories on his quest to 200 mile per hour ball speed. And the dude got it to 200 miles an hour. That's incredible. (laughs) And he's got such a short, short backswing to begin with. So, 
it was it was going okay it was a downhill like driver shot and i think it's probably in like utah um so it was probably at elevation but his his carry was like 430 or something that's absurd (laughs) yeah the numbers are obviously very skewed but yeah absurd numbers nonetheless to see him at that what's the event they play in is it in new mexico or Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, Whatever it is, that'll gosh, be a great event. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, the, well, they played that one in Mexico in yeah, the World Golf Championship. Yeah, that'll be great to see. <laughs> Before we go though, yeah, I'll give you the Canadian trivia. Do it. We're gonna go. see how close you could get. This is good because I have all the numbers. So. Canada produces 70% of the world's maple syrup. In 2010, the province of Quebec produced 90% of the world's syrup. How much do you think they produced in gallons? What on earth? Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, gallons of, let's see. How much maple syrup do I put on like my waffles in the morning? You got to multiply that by the amount of people. Times amount of people. So I'm guessing how many gallons Quebec produced that year. Yeah. Let's go with uh, 10 million gallons. Wow. Very close. Well, not very, but <laughs> Jerry would have been like 69 million gallons. <laughs> at least at least a factor close, yeah. <laughs> no, if Jerry's listening, we know you would have got it spot on. It's 7.989 million gallons. Wow. And you know, I, yeah, I'm uh, pretty impressed. So Vermont is the second biggest producer. Do you know how much they produced? Uh, well, I don't know, like a million gallons. Wow. You are very good at this trivia game. 890,000. Man, not bad, not bad. That's as good as it gets. And with that, that's our pod. No one you want to tell people how they could get in contact with you or check out your own personal feed? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, um, at Nolan Smith, pretty, or Nolan T. Smith, excuse me. Yeah. Um, pretty simple there. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, of course, on From the Back Tees, check out my latest article um, about kind of Tiger's recap and what might be up for him in the future. Um, yeah, and can't wait for can't wait for Big Cat to get back out there and we can uh, start producing some more content for him. I'm excited. Yeah, all right. Thanks so much, Nolan, and we'll have you on soon again for sure. It's almost Tiger season. All right, appreciate it. Yeah, let's go. Appreciate it, Zach. Thanks.